0: Welcome to the podcast, people more interesting than me. I'm your host, Michael Stromsky. This week, I'm talking to Canadian Joel Laticore. In today's episode, we talk about Joel's job at stopping pollution as a modern-day Captain Planet. We also get personal by digging into his fight with addiction through his 30s and what it's like to take on being a single parent in today's society. And if you like today's episode, please click for those 5 stars on Apple Podcasts or share the episode with a friend. Enjoy. And is there anything uh, anything that you don't want to talk about? The
1: only the only thing like I'll talk about like it's not that I can't talk about my work, I just don't want to mention where I work.
0: Because, oh, that's that's completely fine. Man
1: canada right now everything's so censored it's like it's legitimately scary like mm-hmm. you're like man i don't want to say something i don't want to like put something on facebook yeah and it's uh i don't know it's the culture you know what i mean everyone's just kind of
0: yeah no i get yeah, that i don't
1: know my work yeah
0: <laughs> what, what, what's your actual job that... so
1: my job would be it's in it's in a type of law enforcement of like Essentially environmental crime. So yeah, like my day job is just like I'm going into, you know, typically kind of remote areas and catching people that are spilling stuff. That's okay. that's my day, like that's what I do. So it's fun.
0: But I think that's that's actually is pretty interesting. Cause when you say that, I don't you seem around my age. So when I say this, it seems like the power plant and the Simpsons, when they're pouring the ta- toxic stuff in and then they see the fish with the three eyes on it. Is, yeah, it, is it like that? <laughs> and they curl their mustache while they're pouring the toxic, like, uh 55-gallon barrel in? It's not like yeah, that, that though, obviously, right? That's it. <laughs>
1: the only thing is, like, I mean, the only thing, I haven't seen any, like, three-eyed fish. And one of the things that I have seen is, like, when I was working up north, you would see some, like, think of mining and tailings ponds. Like, you mm-hmm. have, like, essentially a lot of heavy metals, a lot of things in there. So, Gasoline like, puddles.
0: Look, you probably yeah, see a lot. And it
1: looks... It looks like a great place to to live if you're a goose flying by, right? So you land down in there, you raise some babies, and the next thing you know, they're looking kind of funny.
0: Um, yeah, extra limbs, basically like huge yeah. extrusions of limbs. Probably like one wing is like huge, and the other one's just like it's kind of like Popeye, but yeah, Popeye mutated.
1: <laughs> yeah, and get you'll get ones that they won't take off out of the water, right? So they just start flying. It's like. They end up being more like chickens than ducks. Easy to catch for the foxes, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: When you when you told me you did environmental protection, I always think of it as more preventative, but you're more of a uh I guess you get some tips or something like that, and then you what what's that like?
1: Oh wow, okay. So, like honestly, what it's like is it it's pretty much what you just said getting tips. There is Actually, I got to say, like nowadays, I mean, people just don't like people polluting. So there's, if you're doing something bad, somebody's picking up the phone, especially your neighbors, right? They're going to be mad at you. They're picking up the phone, they call. So it's pretty much that exactly what you just said. People calling in for things like accidents, right? They're spilling into stuff.
0: Or then
1: you get the ones where it's just somebody that's, you know, decides to pour something down the drain. Yeah. And little fishies come floating up to the surface.
0: Yeah, and you probably get all those like uh, I don't know, not mother-in-laws, but grandmas. My my uh, nephew Jeffrey poured uh, grease down the uh, garbage disposal. Do you get <laughs> do you get a lot of those, or is it mostly like like? Real? Oh, you get
1: a few of those. Yeah, you get a few. You get some lonely ladies that want to invite you in once in a while too. That's always <laughs> been weird. Oh man, when I mean, he's like garbage disposal, a lot. it's like. I have this like trauma response is from like when I was a kid from that movie The Goonies when that lady I and I sort of used to think of garbage disposal. Like I would picture that lady sticking the I don't know, was it tomato she would stick in the blender or the guy's hand? I don't remember, but
0: <laughs> yeah, to break it down. I think I remember because they were trying to get rid yeah, of the body. Wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah. So you said you're a uh uh an only parent, right?
1: I am an only parent, yeah. Yeah.
0: What is that I, like, because I have two kids, and I can't even imagine doing that on my own.
1: It honestly, it's a blessing. Um, If I look at kind of like, so I was married, and just like, so I like kind of I explained before, like, I've been down the road of alcoholism really bad. And so like, I essentially lost my kids for a couple of years. So like I didn't see them probably for what, two years until you know, you get your stuff together, right. And just when that all kind of went down, my daughter specifically, like her and her mother kind of, they, I don't know what it was, but I, I don't really want to get into that because it doesn't involve me, but her and her mother, so she couldn't live at her mother's house anymore. So she mm-hmm. kind of moved in with me because I kind of got my stuff together and so did my son. So we had, it was two of us, like two kind of preteens. And it was busy and it was a blessing though, because like, man, it's like, I feel like i for some reason I won the lottery and all that time that I lost, I got to like make it up and kind of, you know, the kids have been here. It's been, she's been with me two years now. And she, my son, he is now back. He goes back and forth to his mom. So it's like a split custody situation, but I tell you, man, it's been like, it's changed my life. But I mean, even going back to that, like I would never have got there if I didn't get my stuff together. I was a, I was the, you know, it almost feels like so cliche to say what it's like, you know, I was, they saved your life in a sense, right? Your kids. Yeah. So it was, it's, I like it. It's busy. It's exhausting. Um, my job is good for understanding, like having the sick leave part. There's some weird things I find like <laughs> people get weird, like, people don't expect a dad. Like I'll go to like doctor's appointments or whatever with my daughter. And they'll always, you get that like, well, where's her mom? You know where why isn't her mom taking her that kind of stuff that's always this awkward thing but it's also kind of cool because you know I'm learning a lot about you know you have to learn all this stuff about women and the, like you know the different like raising a daughter and learning things about like how misogyny works like and how bad it can be for women and all this stuff. It's been such a learning curve like I had to learn how to take someone to go bra shopping or like you know the first they have their first period you know they get their the flow the first time, and you're like, Fuck, man, this is fucking awkward. And you got to do it though. What do you do? Like, you just do it. And luckily, she's, she has a pretty good sense of humor. Cause, like, yeah, like,
0: I mean, I mean, you know, she's got it. I
1: could be, yeah,
0: that's awesome. Yeah. What <laughs> I was going to say yeah, is, good. you just went from like, it's such a hard contrast because obviously you were out of your kids' lives for two years. And then yeah. all of a sudden, after you, like, I guess, got to like a great point. Your kids came back, which was, like, and lived with you. I can't even yeah, imagine. Like, that's just like a huge, like,
1: I reward. like, honestly, yeah. Like it's a huge reward and I didn't expect it to be honest. Um, And like, we went through, a, we went through a rough time together too. I remember like during the early times, like when they first moved in. So I, like I was starting kind of coming out of the road, coming out of addiction a couple of years ago, right? You have nothing. I had nothing. I moved into this apartment with, you know, you're trying to get free furniture off people. You're like, I just, two months ago, I just moved out of my living room. So it's, uh, I finally had, you know, get get my own space a little bit, but like you had to do it and it was a lot of work. But now to be where we are, like the kids and us were close because of that. Like we bonded over the fact that like, you know, we had to, you go, th- go through some suffering a little bit. Yeah. And the work, the child labor, man. That's the best <laughs> part about having kids.
0: Yes. yes. Child labor or teaching them how to be a uh, contributing member of society. That's the correct terminology. I
1: think, I think, you're, I think so. I worry about that though. I worry about that. And, you know, I don't want to be like my parents were about the generation coming behind them, but I worry it's going to be different for them. Uh, really different
0: but yeah yeah there's gotta i mean what they i think what they usually do when they get generational is there's always one big event that defines the generation and that's when they usually make another generation like yeah. for example uh world war Two, obviously baby boomers and then you've got 9 11 like children and then you've got like great depression not great depression uh I'm trying to think, COVID, like all these, I think, are separated by generational, like, and there's nothing big right now for, because since, I guess, Iraq war, there's not like been a huge, besides COVID. Yeah. But
1: that was, yeah, it was, COVID was supposed to be something. Yeah. It was something. Yeah, man, that was crazy. But yeah, it was I think too, like right now we're going through, like I go back to biology, <laughs> evolution stuff from schooling, but it's, a, it's like a phase transition. You know, when the systems of like the evolutionary systems gotten so complicated that it's, it'll collapse in on itself. A little. It doesn't mean like people are dying or anything. It just means that like the entire system forces people to adapt and completely change, whether it's housing economy, but like, that's how it works in nature. It's the same thing. It's the, you know, the old adapter die. Yeah. Yeah. So speak, now it's, yeah.
0: So quick question that kind of popped in my brain while you were, I forget what you had mentioned, but. Okay. What's your opinion of, obviously you haven't been to the U S for healthcare, but what is the Canadian healthcare system? Like, cause on this side, we just read about it. We just envision it. We see, <laughs>
1: it's adequate like that that's the best way to explain it I guess you know and I, I think that I don't think there's any other like it is good and it is like there is a, a sense of like it takes a huge weight off your shoulders of not having to worry about going to see your doctor but on the other hand you're waiting a little bit like I need mm-hmm. to go see my gen- GP so I'm assigned like a family doctor with the kids that's not long I can usually get in to see him within a day or two
0: that's nice something going on
1: <laughs> but on the other hand i had to like for work they wanted me to go do because now that i'm old i had to go do a stress testing on my heart mm-hmm. and i'd wait like six seven months to get in to see a specialist
0: mm-hmm.
1: so there's that aspect it's you know what i mean it's a given yeah. take. um so yeah like we have long wait times and honestly is that if I have to think about it and I've thought about it a lot, like you think about other countries and the way it is, it's, I couldn't see not having socialized medicine in the sense of, but I've never experienced the other way. I have the, I haven't done it, but the idea of going bankrupt for having like, you know what I mean? Having a health issue or like, that's the worst of the stories you think of someone getting cancer. Um, Like I've seen, I've lived with someone who's had cancer and it's like, man, like it's bad and having to do that, yeah, it would be hard.
0: Oh. Yeah, on this side, it's kind of like, I think of it as a bazaar, and there's like really good <laughs> merchants and there's bad merchants. And sometimes they cost the same amount of money and you're not getting the same amount of stuff, but you you've got to track down the good sales and you can even negotiate oh. with the medical bills too. Because when you go to the hospital, for example, when like your wife gives birth or something like that, there's some people who don't pay at all, and really? they're, they're just assumed to be either A, they have really good insurance, or B, they're just assumed that they wouldn't be able to pay at all. So and do they
1: go after them?
0: They they do, but then they just rule them out as, like, uh, uncollectible, like they okay. deem them. And then the people in the middle, they can negotiate, like, hey, if I pay in cash today, uh, can I get any discounts? And it, it goes like that. And that's why some hospitals go out of business. I don't know if that's a thing in Canada.
1: No. Well, actually, no, that's not completely true. We do have the way our hospitals work. Our hospitals are companies. They're corporations. Mm-hmm. And, but they're funded by the government. So essentially, they're a corporation that bills the government for healthcare, And I think they're usually owned by the government. So it's not like for profit. Uh, the only thing I think, this is one thing, and I think I had heard someone else say this, I don't want to take credit for it or anything, but the guy, someone was talking about the concept of why, like paying for healthcare in the United States, why it's so controversial, but, but you know, you'll pay for fire, ambulance, like that, like, you know, that's included in your taxation, policing, like so many other things. And I always wonder, and I wonder if it's not because it's so profitable that yeah. it's.
0: I mean, it's got to be the reason the pharmaceuticals is like, I mean, I don't know if you I don't know the the guy's full name, but was what were they charging like five or six times for EpiPens?
1: Martin Screlly?
0: That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's so ironic that he actually looks like a slime ball. Usually they look like just like older men. But this guy's like hair slicked back. His eyes are kind of like buggy and it's like super skinny like you know he's probably snorting coke he like he's got a steady supply <laughs> yeah. of cocaine where he doesn't oh, need to absolutely exercise.
1: man like, those guys oh i don't doubt it the, but uh oh, you heard like the guy with the ftx like they were saying he was always on amphetamines of some kind he was saying or somebody was
0: yeah uh but i mean back to uh getting back your kids. Yeah. your kids were were the driver that was the thing that Finally clicked and was able to drive you to get out of it. I, I would imagine.
1: Um, I guess like anything, you know. T- actually, a nurse said this to me once in kind of one of my trips to the hospital. So, like if I go back to the start, I would say I developed my alcohol addiction somewhat late in life. I was in my 30s, but I think that tendency was always there. I just finally had maybe the time to drink or the money to drink. And I yeah, so I go down this road. I finally get myself addicted to alcohol and you know, thinking it's just bad luck, <laughs> right? You know, there's nothing wrong with me. I just happen to get addicted to alcohol, you know, and all mental health issues, whatever. You know, it leads down like you're down a dark path, but you're suicidal. And I did I so I end up going to like a treatment center where I live in town here for a few weeks, and it was good, but like right out of there, I was drinking again because. Well, it was a harm reduction program. So they weren't like a 12 step saying, you don't have, never drink again. So I was like, okay, this is a, I get it now. It's like, okay, let's go practice. It's practice rehab. So I go to practice rehab, right? And I get the world figured out, man. Holy shit. I had it by the balls and I get out of there. So like did a little bit of therapy. I'm like, okay, I got it. Go home. Like for, that's when it started. That's when I realized like, Hey, like you start, like I got a problem. Cause I couldn't stop drinking. And then as it progressed, like I'm getting, it was getting worse. It was getting worse and worse and worse. Like to the point where I'm, it was 24 seven. I woke up in the middle of the night drinking your shake and that thing. And I would start getting like so sick. So I finally went to a different rehab program that was funded. Luckily I had insurance to work. So a lot of it was funded. Family helped out a little bit because again, finding publicly funded rehab in Ontario or Canada, you're, you'll be like, for most people die before they do, like they're mm-hmm. in that well, long of a waiting list. And so I got in, do this program it was great. And actually it was funny, but I didn't change anything coming out of that, you know, and I learned all this cool stuff. I'm doing like, the di- 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 DBT therapy, like, you know, like helping with your, uh, CB like all these different types of therapy uh dealing with post-traumatic stress like mm-hmm. and like meeting all these cool people like come out and it honestly my life was a ton better right from that point on even though like I did go back to will for like a short period I don't think like it just wasn't the same like I was I was just doing better but then I realized like what I was doing as I got into this cycle I started dating someone and at the time and like, I got into this cycle where you know, okay. Like things were okay with her. And so I'm only going to drink on the weekends, but then I would spend the entire week. All I could think about, all I was obsessed about was Saturday and I'd be lucky if I wasn't sneaking booze, hiding in the bathroom. You know what I mean? I was lucky if I wasn't doing it till Saturday. So it was just like white knuckling. And then honestly, this this is kind of like dark, but the, the lady that I was dating, um, it was like, this is kind of like, I keep trying to quit drinking at this point. She like, I don't know where, like she wasn't feeling good. She goes to the hospital and she's like, just like that, like diagnosed you, like you have stage four ovarian cancer. Like you're done for, it's all in your bones. Like, so like, it was just like, boom, the relationship pretty much ended like then. Cause we were like somewhat fresh in it. Like I didn't break up with her. I'm not that guy, no, but she uh, like, within a few months she had enough of my bullshit like she saw the writing on the wall right like I was being a fucking idiot and I'm drinking shit I she knew and that was also happened to be the exact same time that my kids came came out of nowhere like the kids came to live with me it was unexpected so all that kind of happened at once and I was like okay shit I gotta get my shit together for this month You know, for the next, like, month, I can't because, like, at the time, I hadn't, that girl still hadn't broken up with me yet, but, so she had moved in with a friend or something, and, but it was just like, I had to get this shit together for that month. And then for some reason, like, I made it to 30 days sober, and I was like, well, you know, if I made it this far, I'm going to kind of just, for the shits and giggles, I'm going to do some of the stuff they, they told me, you know, in therapy, I'm going to go and get connected with actually an occupational therapist and who helped me like this is a funny thing like i lost like you just lose all your life skills Mm -hmm. and like between them and like i went right to like a social service agency i'm like hey like i need help with the kids i went like right away in therapy like like i don't know what it was and it was just as soon as i started doing those things it was like hey i'm gonna go for 60 days and then i think by like 90 days i don't know what my life was going so good i'm like okay this is cool like it's just going better um and better in terms of drinking like unfortunately like i said like you know i was going through a breakup at that time like that lady like yeah god thank god she left me that's why i I truly (laughs) feel that way like thank god she left me man because like i would would have been a disaster for her uh to deal with because she was dying right and uh, i think she i think she ended up with somebody a while and she did end up passing away not too long ago but um so yeah like i get there with the kids we get out and it just started like kind of i started doing like oh the gym i started going to the gym i started doing and i'm going to cook meals i'm going to do the things i'm going to pretend to do things that other adults do i'm going to see what it's like to clean the house and make my bed and like after a while it was just and you know, it just becomes kind of a routine. And then I can't say what point, like the desire to drink went away. And I don't even know if it even did. It's more like it was just way better on the other side.
0: You got so much other stuff going on that it's.
1: Yeah. And so it kind of almost felt like I never quit drinking in a sense. It just happened. And I'm like, okay, now it's like life's good. And the other part of it was, I definitely think it was you like, I don't know what happens. Something snaps a lot of people who drink out. And I've heard this in a lot of the like AA meetings I've been to, I've heard it. Um, It's this moment of like, you really don't believe you can get better. You always think that you are the one, like you're the one true alcoholic that cannot be fixed that. And that there's no way of you to recover. Like it just doesn't seem like it never seemed like an option. Mm-hmm. And I think you just getting that little glimpse of it was enough to be like, oh, yeah, this can work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it was good. Yeah. But I think it, I mean, a lot of struggles still come after. I have, I mean, you got to face all the issues too, right? Like, you, it's embarrassing being an alcoholic. <laughs> you do a lot of stupid stuff. It's just, you hurt relationships. I hurt my kids. Like, my kids have to be in therapy now, right? Like, that screws with them. So it's a whole, uh, You cause a whole storm for sure and so there's a lot of healing that's still happening to this day
0: Mm -hmm. so another thought popped in my head what is it like to date as a single father like how do you slowly unwrap that to your date or not to your date? oh man so
1: i like like every alcoholic i was kind of an idiot like a lot of i would say toxic dating uh mostly on my part like before like in my drinking. And then for whatever reason, like I stopped dating, uh, when the kids, like, I don't think I dated anyone for like a year. I was just, I don't like, again, like drinking. It's like, I don't remember actually like stopping dating. It's just, I was so busy that, you know, you, you put Tinder away and you get off there, get your STDs checked and move on with life. But it was, so as this, I didn't date a lot. I had the time to go and maybe like, I don't just think, so finally, after about the year mark, I've been about a year sober. I'm like, I did, so I got on a few dates. I do remember this I went out and it wasn't bad. Like the first time I dated this girl, she comes over to my house. She just shows up. I didn't even invite her over. Like it's, I don't live in a huge town. So people kind of know where you live and just, you know, <laughs> I'm sober. She shows up drunk and I got out, Like, you know, that's, it <laughs> was like, Hey, you can't be around my kids. I can't be around, you know, that's kind of the reality. And so I connected with a lot of people and like that was always the thought that in the back of my head is like how many like you keep whether they can be around my kids and i did actually end up last july uh i started dating someone long distance so we've been dating now for a year and we see each other maybe every like two months she's in costa rica she comes up here she works back and forth so
0: man like, that's a, a nomad That's a, that's a big, long distance relationship.
1: Oh yeah, man. But that's the thing that was perfect for me because I don't have time to date. Yeah. And like, that was like, it was funny. We both said that, like, we're both kind of the same thing. like, Hey, like we get along, like I'll go down there for a week. She'll come up. She's coming up next week or two weeks from now. She'll come up for a week because her job, she has a job where she can. And it's yeah, like it's, it fits really nice. My life right now, we will eventually move in together. She's going to like, she has a visa to come up here, but we're, you know, I, I do my life differently now. I'm doing it slow. Everything's slow. I'm planning everything slow. So we've been just kind of, yeah, like dating and uh, we have plans to get married. But like I said, it'll, I expect it to be probably next year. but awesome yeah yeah it's been cool man it's been really different and yeah i've never got to know somebody like this but i mean we've also i think luckily been able to see her maybe every every two or three months about so far
0: and what's that like with interactions like does she drink
1: no she doesn't drink um not that she doesn't drink at all she's not she has no addiction issues um i'm also not like a like, I won't drink at all. Like, I have no alcohol, but, like, I'll use weed. Um, actually got it started. I got it started on that by my doctor uh, <laughs> for my back. And it's that's been surprisingly, I was 35 years old the first time I really, like, actually legitimately tried to have marijuana. And I was like, fuck, this, like, actually worked. Like, my back was just, like, oh, <laughs> like melted. Um, it's hard. It is, was dating. Yeah, now that you bring that up, that was definitely hard. Yeah. Um, because everything revolves around alcohol and it definitely like dating here. We don't have a lot in the town where we're at, so it's, um, and it's also in the culture. Uh, I, I truly like nor- the part of Canada that I'm in, in the North and Northern Ontario, is, there's a lot different culture than like kind of if you go south, like from the city, very mm-hmm. much like rural drinking, partying, like that's what people do on the weekends uh that's the way kind of the atmosphere i grew up in so that's what you're dating in that pool and uh i got out
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: yeah yeah it's definitely hard
0: because i would imagine it would be difficult because a i mean you're kids so you're trying to find a time and then b just like you said you can't really go to the places that you're used to
1: oh yeah to plan a date of the 50 people you talk to maybe two of them like yeah impossible yeah like it's not easy to find someone that doesn't drink in town and dating another addict. Isn't always a great idea. They say either, like, it's just, a, it's too high risk as much of that. Something good you would think it would make sense, but no. yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I, get I know that. how
1: it would end. I know exactly how it would end. <laughs> yeah. It'd be fun for a bit. And then both dead.
0: I'm going to, I'm going to conclude with my last question that I asked everybody. Oh, yeah.
1: It's gonna be a weird one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh what is something that your parents did that you kind of want to pass on and what is something that you might want to and obviously you already have kids so maybe you're already enacting this and what's something that you want to do differently or add on to
1: um well that's a good question oh my parents I think like if I take something from I guess both my parents and that generation is honestly, even myself, I feel like I don't have it like they do anywhere There's this different, like this different work ethic, this sense of like, I don't just this. I don't want to say like impressive sense of responsibility of like, you know, you pay your bills, you take care of your neighbor, you pick up the phone, those kind of old school values. Um, and the reason, like, I do want to pass some of those on, like, we're, like, to my kids, the reason I want to pass them on to my kids, right, like, is, I just, well, there's a couple of reasons. One, I think it's truly, really, it's going to make them competitive nowadays, like, having, being able to put that out there for a young person is going to be competitive, but I just, I don't know how to say it, but it's, I think that there's something about like being in service to other people and those kind of values that no matter if you have all the money in the world, and if you're not doing that kind of stuff, you're completely like disconnected spiritually from your community. And I don't want my kids to go through that. I already see a little bit with it, like their friends. I mean, I have to get used to the idea that relationships are different for them. Like they talk to their friends on the computer and yeah, like I would like to see that passed down and I hope they do get that and it's hard. Cause like the reason I was bringing that, like the other part of it, like, I remember my son, my son, like he was last year, year before, like he came out to me, like out of the closet and he was like, really, really worried. I remember about coming out to my family and telling him like, Hey, he's like, I was nervous coming up to you. Cause my family is like old school, but it's funny. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like they're old school, but they're not that kind of old school. Like they're super like progressive. Like it's just good people. And, um yeah so it was cool when he saw like he had the support of that too that was pretty nice and just yeah I hope they can I hope the kindness continues anyway in them because yeah (laughs) the more disconnected we're becoming you're just seeing everything fall apart yeah yeah for sure
0: and what's something that I guess you would do a little bit differently or add on to is there anything
1: well, I mean, besides not losing a big chunk of drinking, yeah, for sure. Like, I think, like, I mean, I have my own flaws, right? Like, as a parent, there's times when, you know, you're not patient, you're disorganized, like those kinds of things. One, um, I think I'd really like to see, like, the one thing I never experienced and I want to do more is I haven't been nurturing, like, have uh, my kids creativity so that's one thing like I didn't have it either of my parents and I've noticed like even like now my daughter's 12 she'll be 13 in a month like she like she's an artist like I was an artist at a young age and that was kind of like you know stuffed down inside and I didn't till I was older I just discovered you know yeah, hey, I want to paint and do this stuff but uh, yeah, like, I yeah fa- like I feel like a little bit I failed to see that in them and I just want to like yeah I want to put some water on that plant and see what happens
0: that's awesome i haven't got that i hope so man that's good yeah well i appreciate you coming on the show this was a great one man. i I don't think i've touched on any of this and oh awesome i loved it yeah man i'm glad like yeah if you're willing to come on the show like i don't know if you've looked at it at all but it's it's like
1: it's just tell me it's history man i do like we make fun of dead people you know that kind of shit um it's mostly history i'm doing a little bit of truth i'm just getting through this little like series on this serial killer that's kind of more serious and then i'm going back to like mm-hmm. um but like i said i'm really really new with this so <laughs> right on okay. man
0: i'll see you later But if you like this week's episode of people more interesting than me please follow me on apple podcasts so you won't miss out on more episodes like these